Welcome back to the No Spin Dash Zone podcast. I'm Charlie. We talk about games. Well, specifically Sonic. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 like a given. Despite that we're advertising this is a zone for no spin dashing. Well, uh, the first three games that we played didn't really feature it. That's true. That's true. And here we are with Sonic 2 on the Genesis. This is this is our first spin dash zone on the podcast. We're supposed to go around and say our names for the intro. Yeah, we are. We haven't been though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your co-host, Steven. And I am your co-host, Isaiah. Fantastic. Are you gonna are you gonna say your name? I already did. I did in the intro. My name is Charlie. You want me to say it again? I just did. All right, so we're playing Sonic 2, or rather we did play Sonic 2. Uh, let's get some general first thoughts on it, shall we? So my the first thing that I want to say is that this game is immediately more accessible than any of the other games. I feel like it's a lot easier to play it and get far in it than, it, than in any of the other games we've played. I agree with you in the way that I got further in it than I did the first three games. Let's say the first two games, because I'm not going to count Sonic 2 for the Game Gear as a video game. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it... I don't know. It felt a lot meaner in design in general. Like, there's a lot more springs that put you in spikes, and springs that put you into springs, and springs that put you into holes, and holes that you don't see coming, and shit on the ceiling that you don't see coming and like jumps that just require you to know where they are and all of this stuff but it still somehow seems more forgiving yeah first of all i think the rings are in larger supply in this game as compared to the other games yeah that's generally true i think the bosses are way easier i don't know if anybody else had that experience but I feel like with the exception of the Casino Night boss, they were all a lot easier. I actually thought that the Casino Night boss wasn't that hard. The one I got I got diddled on was the uh, Oil Ocean boss. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Oil Ocean boss is hard. Uh, oh no, it, it wasn't uh, Oil Ocean I wanted to talk about. It was Mystic Cave, I think. That's the towers? Uh, no, it's it's the one where... Ah, uh, shoot. Oh, that's the drill, where the stuff comes from the ceiling. Yeah, and there's a checkpoint right before the boss, as there should be, but there are no rings accessible once you get the checkpoint. So if you die, you have to, you have to do that boss again with no rings. That's not totally true, because you can just turn around and grab rings and then come back. Actually, you can't because uh, the once you get the checkpoint, you're at a height that you can't get back up. Oh, is that how it works in that one? I beat that boss the first run through, so I didn't have the experience yeah, of fighting it again. I had a bit of trouble, but I had to use a continue because of that boss. I like just played it really safe with it. Yeah, I just ran to the right corner while the like shrapnel was coming down, and then I like charged up a uh, spin dash, if you will. And then waited until I saw, like, shrapnel that was coming after me, and then I just dashed to the other side, and if I hit Robotnik, that was good. Alright. Um, Oil, Oil Ocean, I remember fighting, uh, before this. I want to say it was when I played the game with Charlie, like, a year or whatever ago. Well, that boss is also in Mania. Oh, yeah, that's where it was then. 
and I didn't have any trouble with that boss uh, aside from accidentally falling into the oil and not being able to get out and dying just just because I already had experience fighting it but I think if I hadn't I would have a way harder time with it yeah this is the first time I've ever played Sonic 2 past the second level yeah but uh, I also I don't think that the boss was that hard I was just I had two lives left yeah. So I got like two shot, and the first shot didn't even matter because I had no idea what was going on. Like I forgot <laughs> about the fight for Mania. So. How does the oil damage you? I like I died on the oil, but I figured that was just because I got I like ran a frames and just got hit by the, the the dorsal fin. I'm not sure if like get, I'm not sure if like sinking into the oil enough like causes some like damage effect. I always try to not sink into it to really find out, but. You have about one second before uh, it's just an auto-death if, if you're in the oil for too long, if you sink too deep. You've got more than a second. I think it's just whenever Sonic is fully submerged. That could be. But you'd never be in there for that long to begin with because you, you just mash jump and then get out. Yeah. Um, I, I, I got into a bit where, uh, like, I, I was in the oil and uh, trying to jump, I, like, hit the corner of the platform you're supposed to jump on in the first place. Yeah. And so I couldn't get out, and when I moved away from that, I moved directly into, uh, like, Robotnik's attack, and so I just died. It's it's also pretty, like, unforgiving that you can't jump on the, like, gun tentacle. Yeah, that, that was pretty rough as well. I Can you just duck under his laser? Because that seemed like something you could do and I wasn't doing that I felt would have yeah. improved my game dramatically. <laughs> so his his laser can attack uh, at three different heights. The top two you can just duck under, and the bottom one you have to jump over. The one where he, like, attacks the ground itself. Yeah, I just kept trying to jump, and that wasn't going great. <laughs> yeah, that is absolutely correct. That fight also, like, didn't seem fun. Yeah, it was it was a lot of waiting. It's all right. I had a lot more trouble with the Metropolis Zone boss. I don't know if any of you got to that. Metropolis. Uh, I actually uh, died right before the boss, and that was that was my last life. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the the like map layout, uh, and absolutely where I died was 100% where the boss was about to be. Um, but yeah, so I <laughs> I almost got there. <laughs> If you don't want to like get hit, you basically have to do a whole lot of waiting because he'll like he'll be up in the air, he'll be shuffling his eggs where it's like you just can't hit him. I'm sorry. And then, shuffling no. his eggs? <laughs> yes, shuffling his eggs. Don't make a freaking joke out of this. No, it's it just sounds a lot like a euphemism. Would you rather me say shuffling his balls? No. Let's Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Those thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. <laughs> Those are anyway, he shuffles him, and then he he has that he has them constantly orbiting him. He'll go down, and then he'll go back to the middle, and then he'll like do a wide shot of them all, and then they'll go horizontal instead of his traditional diagonal where you can hit him. And he only releases one egg slash ball, like which turns into a clone of him for some reason. And then you hit him, and you have to keep doing that until he runs out. And he has like eight eggs or something. But you can get rid of him if you just risk your life and, like, get hit. But what's weird is that when you get hit by the boss is that the rings will bounce, but eventually, like, your if your last ring will not bounce. It'll just sink right through the floor, and that's very distressing. 
That kept happening to me in uh in Oil Fun Town or whatever it was called. Yeah. I think I I don't know the programming, but I think it's like a certain percent chance that like raises every time you get hit. I I think it's just there are platforms that have ring hit detection and other things that don't. I could see that. I don't know. I see Isaiah's uh, explanation being more logical. I th- I think because I feel like I've experienced situations where I get hit and then a ring like bounces off the ground and I'm able to get it. And then I get hit again in the same place, and the ring does not bounce, and I just can't get it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let's talk about, uh, no, before we before we move on to that, uh, I want to say one more thing about the overall, uh, level design. Um, so, uh, there's something that this game does that I don't think Sonic 1 for the Genesis did, uh, I, at least from what I played it, it didn't do, and I highly doubt that either of the Game Gear games did. Which is, there are a bunch of sections in this game, and the earliest one is in uh, Chemical Plant Zone, where you just go into this, like, basically a scripted sequence, where uh, you get thrown around a little bit, and there's no, like, input ability. Like in Chemical Plant Zone, you basically go into these tubes that, like, turn at 90 degree angles and they just take you around the place and then spit you out at a different place. They're basically like just moving the camera. Yeah. Um, there's, there, uh, Chemical Plant Zone and Oil Ocean Zone are the two, uh, the, the two that do it the most. I think Metropolis Zone has, uh, bits of that, but the first time it appeared, I was like, oh no, it's gonna be another one of these. Uh, and, and you basically, you get into this, like, machine that, like, starts to whir up, and then it just, like, uh, quickly spits you out at a slightly far away, like, location. Uh, and I thought that was gonna take a thousand years, because I've played Death Egg Zone for Sonic 3. Uh, which, spoilers, it's this, but, like, a hundred thousand times worse. (laughs) I thought it was gonna be one of those deals, and it just spit you out very quickly, and I was like, oh, okay, I can do this. Honestly, that's not that bad. I mean, like compared to like the the elevators in Casino Night, it's not that bad, and it's an it's at least a nice spectacle, you know. I surprisingly don't mind the elevators as much as uh, I mind the pipes in the Chemical Plant Zone and the like cannons in Oil Ocean Zone, because the the elevators are like, all right, well, I'm in this elevator, and so there's nothing to do in the meantime. Uh, but I think I think Casino Night Zone has worse sections of like basically non-interactivity. Like whenever you have to hold down the the button to get the like spring to pull back and then release. Yeah, that I didn't really like that much because you didn't you're not really sure where you're supposed to jump because it doesn't give you enough height. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I also I personally actually like two of the uh, let's let's call them like no input areas i don't know what do you want to call them like canned spectacle yeah canned like sequences <laughs> yeah i think like set pieces maybe yeah anyway those i like two of them in each stage i like one at the bottom of the stage and one at the top in stages where the background is nice to look at oh because yeah. in this game it's there's not really a lot of like run forward there's a lot of like run for a little while, then slow down and figure it out, and then run for a little while, then slow down and figure it out, and you never get a chance to look at the background. Or if you do, you get yeah. you get spit on by the game. <laughs> yeah, that's that's certainly true. 
yeah, I, I feel like, at least in uh, Mystic Cave Zone onwards, I just never noticed the background because I had to pay so, such close attention to the foreground. Yeah, and it sucks because some of the backgrounds in this game are really cool. Like, the oil ocean background is awesome. I don't know if you did take any time to look at it while you were being shot through the cannons or if you were just busy being mad, but, uh... <laughs> The second one sounds like me. It's just a complicated oil rig, isn't it? No, 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 but listen, it's really cool. When you're on the bottom platform, you see a lot of these oil rigs like Charlie's talking about. But when you're at the top, when you're at the highest point, you see the sunset and you don't, you just see like the top of one building and it's really nice. Hmm. All right. Like there's completely different, it's not completely different. It's the same image, but you climb up the image basically as you, uh, as you get further in the level. A huge image that you slowly like get to see the the full amount of yeah you see like the sunset in the sky when you've climbed up to the highest point it feels like a nice reward and when you're going through the cannons you go past the level stuff for a little bit and you see just the Sun and then it shoots you down back into the oil rig and it looks really cool yeah uh, but yeah I thought that that part the cannons for me worked because it gave me a second to just like take in the the way the level works yeah I, I can respect that and while I'm talking about backgrounds and foregrounds, I think, is is Mystic Cave the one that has, like, the foliage in the foreground? And it's got, like, the, uh, little... That is, uh, Aquatic Ruin Zone, with the foliage in the foreground. Yeah. And, uh, I really like that stage, the way they use the foliage in the foreground, because I thought they were going to hide things in it, and they didn't, mm -hmm. really. It just looks pretty cool when you're, like going up into the trees and then coming back down from them. Technically, Mystic Cave Zone does have some foliage in the foreground. There's a lot of uh, vines, and they kind of hide little switches and stuff, which is kind of nice. Yeah, I like that too. But I think what Isaiah is talking about is the thing I was trying to talk about, which is like the, the foliage in the foreground that like moves really quickly with the uh, parallax. There's two things I want to say about the foliage in Aquatic Ruin. Uh, number one is there are sections in Aquatic Ruin Zone uh, at the top above the water where foliage that's not like in the foreground but is in the like uh, like regular plane of uh, play I guess uh, where they sort of semi hide enemies in there uh, but it's 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 used surprisingly like like forgivingly where it's like oh yeah an enemy is here and then he pops out because haha we got you but don't worry you can get him yeah the enemy isn't a spike wall like I thought it would be with this game yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and the other thing is, uh, I sort of felt like the parallax scroll foliage in the foreground, that was very disorienting to me when I first experienced it. Well, I think it's supposed to be, but that's what makes it cool, because instead of, like, the backgrounds where you just ignore them, this forces you to acknowledge aesthetics. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Which, like, I, I don't know about you guys, but for me, like, 50% of the fun in Sonic games is looking at the background move quickly when they do it, right? See, and I I never actually appreciate uh, the visuals, but especially the background, as much as I should. The uh, background that I really like the most, or the one that I at least pay the more, most attention to, is um, Hilltop Zone. Yeah, yeah, Hilltop Zone has a really good background, too. Or as I like to call it, better Marvel Zone. <laughs> that absolutely was my first like impression. We I got to Hilltop Zone and I was like, oh, it's uh the top of Marble Zone, but like better. Less of the bottom. <laughs> Less of the worst parts of Marble Zone. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, dude, Hilltop Hilltop Zone. I thought the Chemical Plant Zone was my favorite zone in terms of just aesthetics and like the 
everything besides the design of it. But then I got to Hilltop mm. Zone and I was like, oh, no, this one is better. <laughs> Can I just say that I just really do not like Chemical Plant Zone? I like the song. <laughs> I mean, it's it's fine. It's fine. It's it's like that it's that situation where you play too much of the first levels that it gets annoying. And I don't really get that with Emerald Hill Zone, but like Chemical Plant Zone has this mix of things I don't like, like the uh, collapsing platforms, especially in the second act, which yeah. also don't really help the boss very much. And being underwater, with the, I guess the underwater section isn't that bad, but there's a lot of just situations like um, there's this one section where you 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 go up to like one of those blocks that move. And if you get off the blocks of time, you can go under it and get some get a, a ring monitor and a, um, what do you call it? An invincibility monitor. And if you don't know that you need to stay on that little springy thing on the left, you have to, hit on, you have to stand on it twice in order to get out. It's just a little annoying. I, I guess it's one of those risk and rewards things, which is what I was thinking of, the, what Steven mentioned before, which I guess was kind of the point, but it just seemed kind of a waste of time. Yeah. Whatever. There's a lot of stuff in Chemical Plant Zone that I think is very, very, very mean to the player. I just can't understand why people like this stage enough for it to get in two, like, flashback Sonic games. <laughs> I think that is a lot... I think that has a lot more to do with this stage being, uh, quote-unquote, iconic than it actually being liked. Which, in this case, I think it might actually be more infamous than famous. Like, you know, there's that, uh, in Act 2, uh, even as a kid, I was like, oh, great, this section... Uh, and I would I would never get past Chemical Plant Zone because of the section that now I can do first try every time because I have to uh, because I have that much practice, uh, which is this like very vertical bit where there's the the blocks that are like rotating around each other and the water rises like through that vertical section once you get to it. Yeah. Uh, so halfway through the physics change and if you don't get up in time then you drown. Um, and then immediately after that section is a section where there's one like moving platform that uh, if you try to land on and fail, you fall back down and have to do that vertical section a second time. Uh, yeah. And that That's... was iconic enough to make it into Sonic Mania. Uh, but I don't think that's a good section. I think it's just a section that everybody remembers. And I think they remember it because it was the cause of a lot of frustration. I'd just rather have any other Sonic 2 level than that one. I mean, I like everything about that stage other than its design. Like, the music <laughs> is really cool, the backgrounds are really cool, the bubbles and stuff that fly out are really cool, the purple water is interesting. Like, all of these little bits about it make it, like, incredibly memorable. I could go without it. I mean, that, Charlie, that's fine. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not telling you how to live your life. I know, it just was on my mind a lot. I, I don't know, can we all agree that it might be the best song in Sonic 2? I disagree. I also disagree. What's what's your favorite? Metropolis Zone is probably my favorite, but some of the two-player music is also some also has some good tracks. My favorite is Mystic Cave Zone. Yeah, Mystic Cave is pretty good. Uh, I think it has uh, some of the best bass in the game, and I think bass is the Genesis Strong Suit. Because it's the track that does not go away when you jump. That's hilarious, because I think that the pitchy, <laughs> crazy treble is the only thing that the Genesis does that nothing else can. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It reminds me on Hilltop Zone when you're on, like, the little lift that, like, screeches a lot and just, like, destroys half the music. <laughs> yeah. So, I want to say about uh, Chemical Plant Zone, 
and and this is something that happens a few times throughout the game but in chemical plant zone there's two sections at the very end of the stage that both do this where if you go at the speed that you just instinctively want to go you will arbitrarily fall off the stage and die i mean that that happens in to my it to my understanding almost every stage except for emerald hill zone <laughs> yeah but like so so uh the end of chemical plant zone has this like one final bit of here's a moving platform and if you fall off the moving platform uh but you fall off it just right you can save yourself because there's like blocks that move upward when you land on them uh but right to the left of that moving platform is a spring and if you hit that spring you will fall off you will miss those blocks and you will just die uh and if you approach this uh section running at full speed uh you will also fall off and die uh, and immediately after that of course is the boss uh but the boss opens with platforms that like just go away and have water underneath them and uh if you're running at the speed that you will be running at because you know that like there's typically you know that there's no reason not to be running at like more or less full speed yeah uh, you will approach the edge of the boss section just as the platform underneath you goes away and you will just instantly die so i, th I thought that was that yeah. was very frustrating yeah it's not that that stage is definitely one of the meanest but like there's this part in i think it's mystic ruin and not aquatic whatever <laughs> i don't remember any of this the zone name. mystic cave zone and aquatic ruin yeah mystic cave zone uh has a pit where oh my god oh my god do you know the one that i'm talking about is it the one where if that you don't pull the switch, you're just in an endless pit of death? There's, uh, well, yeah, there's one where it's a pit, and it's not a bottomless pit. It's a pit with oh, spikes yeah. in it. but And nothing else. <laughs> yeah, but it's so high that you can't jump out of it. So not only are you going to die, like, it might as well be a bottomless pit, but it makes you sit there yeah. and watch the whole process of dying on spikes. Yeah, because you, you hit spikes, you lose rings, and then you have to wait, and hopefully you didn't collect rings again. Uh, and then you have to wait until your iframes wear off and get hit again before yeah. you actually die. And you'll have a shield when you go there. <laughs> now I did not have a shield there, but I did fall down those spikes. Well, you, I think you can. I think you can get a shield pretty close to that area or whatever. But also, yeah, you have to pull this thing. Like it's so dumb. It it was ridiculous. And also at the uh, checkpoint right before that, I don't know about you guys, but when I die and I get to the checkpoint, the first thing I want to do is spin dash because it's fun to get right back into going as fast as you can. If you do that there, you just, f like, fly off and die. It's awful. It's really bad. <laughs> oh, no. It's it's just like, hey, be patient. Don't have fun. Check out this hole with spikes in it. And there's another hole right before that one, so you forget that it's not the right hole. And you're like, oh, okay, I got past it. I'm safe. And then, bang, you're back in the spike hole. <laughs> oh, my God. You're I was back not, in the spike hole. I was not having it. No, I, I, I understand completely. One, one other thing I want to say about uh, level design is it does uh, it, it does the Sonic 1 Green Hill Zone multiple pathways thing throughout the entire game. Which thing? The, the There's multiple pathways depending on the decision you make, like thing that is in Green Hill Zone. Oh, well, I think that that's also in other zones in the first Sonic game. It's just not in Marble. Yeah, it 
It, it's in other zones in Sonic 1, but it's not nearly as much as it is in Green Hill Zone specifically. I think that's the peak of it. Uh, and after that, it, it overall becomes a lot more linear. I think that the thing is these stages are just bigger. Now that is true. Because these stages are massive compared to Sonic 1 stages, which I don't necessarily yeah. think is a good thing. Yeah, I, uh, I, I found myself getting through them all fairly quickly. Like, it would take me less than five minutes uh, per zone. Um, so I never felt like they were too long. Uh, I did notice that it was very difficult for me to consistently find checkpoints, though. Did either of you guys have that problem? Yeah, I, I found that to be an issue, especially when I had 50 rings and I was, like, ready to deposit them, <laughs> because that's how it works in this game, but we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, there's particularly hard to find in the first in the first acts. Yeah, for sure. I would agree with that. But like I what I had a hard time with was there are a lot of places in the game and I think it's more in the later zones than the earlier ones, but even chemical plant zone where you like get to a spot and you're like do I go left or right because I just fell here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's usually a safe bet to go right, but I think most of the time the game wants you to go left, uh, it is the only option other than back the way you came. And no, I would not say most of the time. I would say that like at least one out of like every five times that I fell down into an area, I was like, well, I guess this is a coin flip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because it, you can just go back and forth, and it, like it's pretty easy to do either, you know. And if you're supposed to go left, it never feels right. Yeah. Like, especially if you're supposed to go left and down, I'm just like, no, this has to be the opposite of the way I'm supposed to be going. And then you find a checkpoint, and you're like, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there, there, there have been a few times when playing the game where I would get 50 rings, and I'd be like, alright, well, where's the checkpoint? Uh, and there was one time where I had, like, 40 rings, and I found a checkpoint, and I was like, no, 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 here's how it's gonna go down. I'm gonna get 10 more rings, and I'm gonna come back here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then I got 10 rings, and then, before I could actually get all the way back, uh, an enemy hit me, uh, and that was that was very upsetting. Well, I don't think that's how it works. I don't think you can just get 10 more rings and come back to the checkpoint and expect to get the ring. You know, you do, because you don't hit the checkpoint, Charlie. He just found it. Oh, alright. Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna wait to, like, hit this checkpoint until I have everything I need. But yeah, that is a... That is an interesting thing where, like, if you get the checkpoint, it punishes you. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you could you could argue it's a risk-reward design structure. Oh, you mean another thing in the game that keeps you from being able to run at full speed comfortably? <laughs> yeah, well, the good news is you probably won't be accidentally hitting checkpoints because <laughs> they occur so rarely. You say that, but they're always after a little stretch of, like, straight path where you're like, okay, I can get a little... I can stretch my legs a little bump, and then you're like, oh, come on. <laughs> I actually find the opposite, where they're typically at the beginning of straight paths, and they're at the end of a section that more or less, like, stops your momentum. Well, yeah, they're at the end of a spot where it's like, okay, slow down, but, like, the, I, from what I played, they were either you, like, fell into them, or you ran into them. And there were, like, a couple that were on top of uh, loops, but loops aren't yeah. really even in any other station in Green Hill Zone. But they'll like they'll either put them in hard to find places or they'll put them in places where you'll just bump into them by accident. Yeah, uh, the majority of my experience has been uh, you bump into them by accident. 
vis-a-vis uh, -vis me actively searching for them and finally finding them, and then getting hit before I can do anything about it. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what I mean is that they're in places where you'll like, you'll be moving, and then you'll be like, oh, there's a checkpoint. Glad I have 42 rings. <laughs> I think I think that only happened to me like twice in the game. It happened to me every time I saw a checkpoint. There's even there's even one. I don't remember which area it's in. I think it might be Hilltop or something, but there's an act where you start out... Or you know what? No, it's in the... Uh, which area has lava? Is that Mystic Ruin? Uh, That's Hilltop. Hilltop has yeah, lava. Hilltop. Okay, I thought it was Hilltop for a second. But yeah, Hilltop, in the second act of Hilltop, I think, there is a checkpoint like 10 seconds after the beginning of the level where you couldn't possibly have 50 rings. Yeah. And it's like, I know that getting this isn't going to like hurt me at all, but it's just painful to cross a checkpoint without having 50 rings. I kind of treat the emerald thing as incidental. I don't like try to make a big thing out of it. I just kind of keep moving forward. Plus, I only I kept failing on the second the second special stage, but oh, you mean because it's obscenely hard? Yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk about that more unless we're gonna go into that now. I guess it seems like a smooth transition, but that is a good segue. I want to ask you guys, how many chaos emeralds did you manage to get? One, two. I was able to get four. You're a, che you're a cheater. You're a hacker. I actually am not a cheater or a hacker. Uh, He's just good. I feel like I actually, because I went into the special, zone, st special stages being like, oh, I'm going to hate these because that's how I, I, I hated these guys like last time I played it. Uh, and I and I had a lot of like negative feelings about the way that they're structured, the way that they like behave and all that. Uh, and I found that it actually wasn't as bad as I remembered. Now, I'd, I'd love to hear you guys' opinions on it. I'm fine with everything about them, like, entirely, except the, the draw distance. Yeah, absolutely. That's the, that's the, like, sinner, you know. I went in this game, like, I purposely picked one character because I was annoyed with Tails just, like, getting the, uh, bombs, which... Apparently, you do get you have to collect less rings when you have tails or something like that. Well, tails adds to your ring total. Right. It, it really got on my nerves though, so I just like just play as tails by himself because I just prefer it that way. Plus, if I get the opportunity to play a Sonic game and not play a Sonic, I'm gonna take that opportunity. Yeah. But you know, this, but these special stages are ideally how I want to do special stages because it's easy to get into them. You just get 50 rings and pass a checkpoint. And then the stage isn't like punishing, isn't as punishing. Because, I mean, we'll get into this with Sonic 3, or should I save my argument against the blue balls for later? <laughs> <laughs> because I might, I might, I mean, I honestly, you like them because you, you're used to them, but like. We're going to have a spirited discussion about that next time. I'm going to save it, but <laughs> I, this is ideally how I like it because it's, it's not, there's not a whole lot of searching and it kind of, it lets the pace move a little bit better. I don't know. It's how I like the special stages and uh, just the the very simple walk through a hallway and get the rings. I like it. It feels conducive to the pre-existing Sonic gameplay. My problem with it is I, I feel like games need to have a not a balance but a skew against either skill or memorization. Like I think that Metal Gear Solid is fun and that game is largely about memorizing the area like the mission that you're about to do if you want to do it well but the skill threshold is pretty low. And I like platformers, like most of them give you a pretty good draw distance so you can see what's going on. You don't have to memorize anything. You just have to know what's coming up. 
like right in front of you, and then you, if you have a lot of skill, you can get through it. But what this game does all the time, both in in and out of the special stages, is it requires you to memorize everything, and then be skilled enough to handle it as it's coming at you at light speed. Yeah. Like I can't I can't be bothered to memorize ring structures for seven of these levels, and then also <laughs> play the full Sonic levels. It like. This game is asking quite a bit of your time, I feel. Yeah, I mean, a, par a part of that is, I mean, this game came out in uh, 1992. I mean, you can say that, but that's not going to change how it's designed. Oh, of course. <laughs> um, I, I think this is a problem that, like, all 2D Sonic has in general, but I think this special stage is the worst of it. Like, it's, it's that problem, the game, you know? I mean, I guess it has to do with, like, the limited technology and the lack of draw distance, because it's not, like, using Mode 7 or whatever. Well, literally, from what I can tell, all it's doing is it's animating, a, like, a spike ball so that it's small and then it gets bigger. So basically, you're just, like, you take a pixel and then you make it four pixels and then you go so on and so forth until it's big enough. And then they just add a hitbox. So honestly, they should be able to make the draw distance even further if they just slow down the animation. Because it's not really a draw distance. Nothing is 3D about this. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think, I, I can't help but feel like, uh, this special stage was designed to, uh, like, impress people with how cool technology was. You know, like, by this point, uh, they were advertising blast processing, like, that was a core part of their marketing, right? Yeah, because it's uh, definitely... And I think... <laughs> and I, I think they designed this special stage to be like, hey, look, we can do 3D-ish, like, a little bit. Uh, because we're so cool, and our our system is so advanced, you know? Uh, and I think, like, probably there was there was something about the, like, draw distance that was like, well, we, we can't, we can't, like, put an image here while it's so, like, a bit crunched that you can't tell what it is, because then it could be a ring or a bomb, and you're not going to know the difference. Well, that doesn't matter. Like, you need to know what's coming up, like just make the pixel either yellow or like literally all you have to do is take the animation they already have but just like double each frame so that it's half as like it draws half it draws air quotes like twice as quickly because you'll be seeing the same image but instead of having like 10 frames to figure out what's going on you have 20 which i you know i don't know how long the actual like amount of time you get to see something is but it feels really short and like it's it's so short that you have to memorize where the rings are more or less Especially if you're playing it's just Sonic or just Tails, because if you don't have Tails, they're sweeping them up, it doesn't matter. And then also, Tails moves so slow when you do have him with you that, like, in the later sequences where there are bombs, like, you have to know, you have to jump before the bombs are even on screen to get Tails to jump over them. So, I actually never ran into that problem, but the reason I never ran into that problem was because, uh, my emulator picked up my controller as two separate controllers. So Sonic and Tails were just perfectly in sync all the time. Well, that sounds a little bit like a uh, cheating, as we mentioned earlier. Well, uh, I guess I might have to retract my statement about no cheating. Yeah, that really actually, that sounds a lot like cheating. Would we agree that that's cheating? <laughs> yeah, man, I, that's why I resisted myself from playing Knuckles in Sonic 2. I mean, all it sounded right. like cheating. It's also it's also a little bit harder in certain areas, especially yeah. the Metropolis Zone boss. But oh, yeah. what I was going to say... Is something that really doesn't help with like the the special stage situation is the fact that the the tube like loops and whatever, so then you can't you can't see what's happening, 
And I think in the later stage, like, you, they do kind of just lambast you with bombs, and it's a little... A game that I think does the uh, this kind of method, it's not a tube, but I think the special stages in Sonic 3D Blast are a lot easier. There's a better draw distance. And yeah. that probably has Mode 7 in it, but... Well, Mode 7 is a SNES thing. No, Mode 7 is in is in Genesis. Like, really? Literally, they use it in the Sonic CD special stages. Oh, well, hold it. The so- Sonic CD is a separate thing. Yeah, it's for a different system than the Genesis. It's basically the same. Well, hold it. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not the same thing, because the, like, the Nintendo 64 DD isn't the same thing. Like, it's, it's an add-on. It is separate hardware. Yeah. That's fair. It exists to make the machine more powerful and capable of more things. But, I don't know, I'd have to look, let me look up the special, well, I guess I can look it up later, because it's not relevant to the current game. But the point is, I like how they do the, I like how they do the special stages in that more. And a lot of things, a lot of other games have followed Sonic 2's model for special stages because it works. Sonic Heroes does it. Uh, Sonic Advance kind of does it, but it's a weird, like, falling 3D thing, and it's... Well, they iterate on it. Yeah. But, like, and like I said, I do like everything about this stage, except for the amount of time that you get to see things. And there is something they kind of do, which is, like, if the tunnel is turning, then the rings are usually on the outside of the tunnel, which is nice. But it doesn't do that for bombs, and then there are ring structures later on that, like, don't match, like, just moving left or just moving right. So you have to kind of like tap it, and you have to know exactly how much to tap it, and there's just a lot of weirdness with it that makes it uh, suboptimal. Let's say. Yeah, I uh, when when I was playing it, and I'm I'm realizing now that this is largely because uh, there was no lag between Tails and Sonic's input because my uh, cheating. Uh, yeah, because you cheated. But- yeah. Yeah, because I cheated. But I I felt at the time that I played it that there were no there were no obstacles that I couldn't either see or predict. Uh, and and sometimes I would get hit because like I wouldn't be able to uh, react to being able to see it in time. And sometimes it would be because of a lack of skill. But most of the time that I failed the challenges, it was because I failed to accurately uh, get all of the ring structures. Well, yeah, that's... Um, the. Well, yeah, which is the point. But the obstacles were less of a challenge for me. And they, I mean, the obstacles aren't a challenge unless your tails is hitting them and dying. Like... <laughs> yeah. Because either your issue is that you only have one character, so it's really hard to get all the ring structures because they don't really make sense. Like, you can't just hold a button down. It's not just go left or right. It's, like, go left a little bit and then a little bit and then a little bit if you want to go, like, all the way around the top. And then there's also, like go left but stop to get the rings on the side and then sometimes they appear like a little lower like there's a bunch of stuff that's like if you can't see it already it's really hard to like to be precise about it and then if you've got tails so he picks up the slack a little bit he can't jump in time to dodge the bombs which are like pretty easy to dodge but again not for tails because you have to dodge them before they're even on screen most of the time for tails to get away yeah you have to jump like he he jumps like half a second maybe a quarter of a second after you which makes a huge difference all right charlie lead us in whenever you're ready what the fuck (laughs) 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 nothing i just i'm i'm getting a lot more background noise than i was last recording i i really want to keep that in there i'm like all right charlie take us away and you're like what the fuck What do you? Where, where are we gonna start off with? 
I mean, if you want, we get. Well, you know what? How about you choose the next topic? But if you want a suggestion, uh, Tails, as far as I know, is the last thing to talk about. But if there's something else you've got, hit us. Uh, uh, I also have a suggestion, which is the spin dash. That's not allowed. No, let let let's uh, let's let's talk about Tails. He's uh, he's introduced properly in this game, not just being kidnapped and then being dangled in front of Sonic's face when he could literally just catch him, but he can't. Anyway, Tails. Uh, he flies around, helps you kill baddies, and if you're playing as him, you can't fly at all. He's basically just Sonic, but I think he's worse anyway. I mean, he's but, yellow, so it kind of depends on your worldview. I mean, I like yellow more than blue. I believe he actually is a different speed than Sonic. It also feels like he can't, like... It also feels like he can't jump jump as high. Yeah, I know in Sonic 3 he can't jump as high, but he can fly, so that kind of offsets it. Do we have, like, metric data on that? Uh, let me... Let me boot up my game, because I'm playing as both of the characters at the same time. So I can't believe you uh, were like, yeah, I didn't cheat on the special stages at all. <laughs> I didn't cheat. I just forgot that my controller decided to be two controllers. <laughs> you were like, is yeah, it really my fault? Were always fine. Is it really your fault? Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> Who else's fault would it be? So they actually jump the same height, um, but I think they have different uh, like rolling physics. Yeah, I think Tails is just a little slower. It is weird, though, that you can't fly as him. Yeah. I think, like, I want to say that uh, they just hadn't come up with it, but they gave him the ability to fly. No, yeah, he has the so animation that... and everything. He can fly, yeah. Yeah, he's got he's got all the sprites necessary. They probably didn't know how to, like, program it. Yeah, like, implement it. Him, him flying back into the screen follows very different physics from the way he flies when you play as him in later games. So, it, it would make sense if they just hadn't designed it yet. So it seems like they actually have the same, like, physics, the same, like, acceleration, max speed, and all that. So, uh, something that I learned during this podcast, apparently you can go into the options and choose whether to play as Sonic, Tails, or Sonic and Tails. Uh, I was not aware that an options menu existed. Yeah, it's peculiar that that choice isn't presented, like, up front. It's like one, two players option, not like Sonic, Sonic and Tails or Tails. I mean, they expect you to display the Sonic Tails. It, it is a design flaw, but it doesn't really bother because they also have the sound test. It's just kind of, if you're bored, you can check this out. I feel like it's a, 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 a logical progression mentally that after you play it a while, you might want to see if there's anything else and you'll find the menu like, oh, I can play Sonic alone or Tails or I can go on the sound test. Yeah, for sure. I I gotta talk about this, because I want to make sure that it's not just me being stupid. This is, like, a design thing that I can, like, be mad about. You go to the title screen, and it goes, Alright, here's here's this big old title that looks just real good. Um, and then, once you get past, like, once, once that appears, you have underneath that one player, two player versus. And then, you gotta, gotta hit down for that. And if you hit down again... Both of those options go away, and the options button appears. No, yeah, so that's unacceptable. So it's like a different page. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just... I didn't know it was there, and there was no indication that it was there. So this whole time I could have played as Tails, and I didn't know that. Yeah, but again, as we've discussed, it doesn't actually change anything. <laughs> yeah. That's true. It's about the choice. Yeah. It is about the choice. It's about the climb. 
you're right. Uh, did anyone get to try out two-player mode? I did accidentally. Apparently you did, Isaiah. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. I am actually currently, uh, hilariously playing through it right now with one controller, uh, and uh, they start desynchronized, so they are staying desynchronized. If you uh, leave the game on, it'll actually show a demo of two-player, which is kind of neat. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, I do like that. Um, I think there needs to be more more demos. The two-player stages aren't unique, right? They're just uh, three different sections of the game. Yeah, there. Uh, it's four, but they're they're all like uh, acts of different zones. Um, what what gets me about them is they're not like it doesn't like uh, decrease the camera size so that you can like see more horizontally than vertically. It just like shortens everything, so it just like cuts off every other pixel, uh, every other row of pixels. So that everything looks all, like, stretched and gross. So that they can fit the whole thing onto the screen. It would look squished and gross, right? Yeah, squished and gross, but... Yeah. Um, like you took a hamburger, and then you took a hammer, and you just beat the shit out of the hamburger? That's Sonic. Yeah, a, a hammer burger, exactly. Sonic the Hedgehog. That's exactly the situation. The world's first hammer burger. Hammer burger. Sonic the Hedgehog invented the hammer burger in 1992 we did it guys um, we're here we did all right time to end the podcast <laughs> so charlie tell me about uh i've heard that there's a feature in this game called the spin dash yeah so <laughs> i don't i don't think that's allowed listen i've been told that this is a no spin dash zone in fact Rules are meant to be broken, especially in a very <laughs> integral mechanic. So in this game, you can hold down, press any of the buttons, because all the buttons do the same, except for the pause button, for obvious reasons. But yeah, you hold down, press A, and I press A. And then you charge up and you go real fast. It's so much better than just like waiting for that long, short deceleration. Acceleration. I can't words. Um, but yeah, it, it's really helpful, and it's like it's it's almost like necessary at some points, like in Hilltop Zone, and I think Aquatic Ruin Zone. There's like parts, of, there's like a loop where you have to be in a ball in order to uh, smash through uh, the ground, but you yeah. can like spin yeah. roll into it. But it's still, it's so great. The spin dash is a great mechanic that I'm glad they keep in other games, including the 3D ones where it's like less needed, but it's it's iconic to put it lightly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except when you're like Smash Brothers and you just give him two different spin dashes for some reason. It's kind of like five. <laughs> five? Like, your, is that your favorite kind of gum? No, no, no. No, no I'm a stride man. But, uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm a juicy fruit guy. Oh, disgusting. Any, no, actually, you know what? My favorite gum is Beechies because it's super cheap and you can just shove like five in your mouth and they're the most obscene kind of minty. I just like, I just generally prefer fruity gum to minty gum. You know that mint is uh, legally a fruit. Anyway, about Sonic. <laughs> so um, is a tomato. Uh, I think that the spin dash is good, but I also think that this game kind of like implemented it as a way around the fact that the game forces you to slow down all the time. So it makes me wonder if it's like born out of out of like uh, an interest in expanding the gameplay or out of a necessity. Yeah, I mean, uh, 
I, I, I think it's one of those things where, like, one solution solves many problems. Because I think it's it was made in part to be like, okay, well, how do we give the player the momentum they need to get through this section? Oh, let's let them, like, from, from zero speed uh, go real fast uh, in a ball as long as they're, like, stationary at the time. Uh, well, that also allows them to get back to the momentum that they wanted to be at. Uh, whenever they like get slowed down by something, uh, or or when they when they like spawn at a checkpoint after dying or something like that, um, I I think it's it's a more elegant solution than uh, you're giving it credit for. But I mean, like, I'm just saying, I'm not sure if it's like an addition or a solution. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause cause if it's a solution, then you know I think that gives it that kind of paints it in a different way. Hmm. Uh, I also have to say, I think the way that you do it is really weird. Like, I, I think any other game would have been like, no, instead of all three buttons doing the same thing, we'll have one of those buttons be the spin dash button. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think you can give this game credit for, like, mapping zero buttons. <laughs> like, I think that that's just them <laughs> being like, we made this controller, but we don't really know how to implement this in, like, a fun way, so we're just gonna make them all do the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I think having them all do the same thing, I think that's good, but I think in Sonic 2 they were like, well, we got a spin dash, should we remove one of the buttons that does jump and make that do spin dash? No, 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 Let's make jump and spin dash the same button, which is all of the buttons. But you gotta be ducking at the time, and then you can hit the jump button a lot to spin a lot, and you only move when you release down. I mean, I think that you're giving it a lot of credit. What I think happened is they were like, we want you to, like, rev up, and we want Sonic to, like, turn into a ball. And Sonic, when he ducks, kind of already turns into a ball. So we'll just have him duck to do it. And then after that, they were like, well, how would she, why should we make him go? How about the only button that we have? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm over here thinking, like, to me, the rev up, like... Uh, thing doesn't really make sense to me intuitively. Really? I think it makes a lot of sense. I remember as a kid when I played uh, 2D Sonic games, spin dashing was something that I just didn't understand. Like, I couldn't figure out how to do it, like, well for a while. For me, it just makes sense because when you hit down while running, you turn into a ball. So it stands to reason that you would turn into a ball while not running. And then also, I guess I'm more explorative in games than you are, so, like, I'll do... Like, I'll hold up and hit the A button just to see if it does something different, even though it doesn't. Like, <laughs> I want to see contextually what all the controls do, so, like... That is true that you're more explorative than me, because I did not know there was an options button in this game. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it really isn't... It really isn't reasonable to expect the player to know that there is a third option it like after an option you would never choose like i don't know anyone who's like i'm gonna play sonic with my friend in competitive so do you just prefer to like uh to just do you like the sonic generations method where you just hit square and you spin dash i no i i i rev up spin dash like everybody else because it's what i'm used to and it was how it was like designed i again i don't think it was designed <laughs> but go ahead <laughs> I, I just think the the way it's designed is not easy to understand. Um, 
I'm I'm currently I I booted up the game. I've got it running, and I'm watching the previews, and I'm trying to see if if uh, Sonic ever does a spin dash in the previews. Well, here's the deal. Uh, Tails does spin dashes. Hmm. Oh yeah, that's right. I do believe he does them off screen, but you hear this like screeching sound, and then Tails comes flying at you. But like, I I feel like you're bound to at some point you'll, like, hit down while running as Sonic, and then you'll turn into a ball, which shows you Sonic can turn into a ball without jumping. Yeah. And then, it's only a matter of time before you, like, start hitting down a lot to figure out what's going on, and then you press the only two inputs in the game that aren't run forward, you know? Fair. If this was, like, a PC game, <laughs> and every key on the board did something different, I could understand, you know, the rationale that it's not intuitive. But there's literally yeah. only, like, two inputs in this game besides running. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I think, like, you know, there's, there's a lot of conversations people have about whether or not... Uh, I, I know some people who believe that the keyboard is, uh, quote-unquote, objectively the best... Uh, controller uh, because it has the most buttons I guess and also the mouse uh, has the most uh... range of motion yeah range of motion and fine control and all that uh, but I I do think like controllers with very few buttons are way better at telling you how to play the game without telling you how to play the game especially when those controllers have two more buttons than they have question mark yeah question mark, well <laughs> It's it's much easier to figure out how to play a game with only a few buttons uh, than it is to figure out a game with a keyboard's worth of buttons. And so, if you're designing for uh, a Genesis, you can be like, "All right, well, uh, the player is going to have to experiment to find out how to do this thing, and they'll be able to do that because there's not that much to experiment with." Whereas, if I play a game like this on the keyboard, and I have experienced this, I play a PC game of this caliber that doesn't tell me what keys do things, and then I have to just randomly hit buttons on the keyboard to figure out how to play the game. Yeah, I mean, I think at this point we've learned that when you make a PC game, you have a controls menu that shows you what every key does. Yeah. And then lets you um, change where those keys are. But, like, <laughs> I sort of agree with you, just in that I prefer playing games with a controller because I think that a keyboard does not, like, conform to my hand well. But yeah. I do believe, personally, that if there were a game, like an action game, not an RPG where every key is just like a hotkey, but like a game where every key did something else, that would be super fun for me because I would just be mashing buttons for hours on end figuring out what everything did. There wouldn't even need to be a game. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you, you, just, you would just enjoy the experimentation of figuring out what buttons do things. Yeah, because that's the funnest part of a video game is hitting a button and watching something happen. And that, in its purest form, is hitting a button and watching something new happen. Like, I think that's the funnest part of most games, is when something new happens. That's why unlocking mechanics in Zelda, like when you get a tool is fun. That's why, like, getting a power-up in Mario is fun, because new things happen instead of, you know, the same gameplay. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, we, we've all... I don't know if we want to reference this, but we've all seen that, like, sequelitis video about uh, Mega Man X. Uh, where he talks about how there's only like eight buttons and so you find out pretty quick that one of them means forward I've I've seen uh, I've seen people who don't play video games they get handed a controller and they're able to figure out how to move uh, fairly quickly uh, but I hand those same people a keyboard and they're like I just 
You want me to type something? I don't know how that's gonna move in the game. I think that you have to understand at this point that the people who are playing games, like, either grew up with them or at the very least have, like, an understanding of what on a keyboard does what. Like, it's only a matter of time yeah. before a person who owns a computer and is interested in playing video games learns that WASD is the same as, a, as like, the arrow keys in a lot of games. Yeah, WASD is, is almost universally, like, uh, directional movement. The only alternative is games that uh, decide that directional movement should be the arrow keys, and, like, those are typically platformers where, like, Z and X are jump and something else. Well, and even then, you press WASD and then you press the arrow keys to figure out how movement works. Like, it's not that complicated. <laughs> yeah. And, like, yeah. worst case scenario, let's say you are just, like a caveman and you've never played a game on a computer before and you're like yeah. well this is my first game it's the witcher <laughs> you're gonna press like most of the buttons i'd imagine before you give up and then you'll find out how to walk forward you know i feel like probably your first game should not be the witcher well the, i was giving you the worst case scenario because even <laughs> then you're gonna figure out how to walk forward you might not know how to apply oils to your weapon but you'll figure out how to like walk forward yeah so, uh, Sonic does spin dash exactly one time in all of the previews. It's cycled through previews. Uh, he spin dashes once, and that is in the, uh, multiplayer preview. Isn't that the first one that shows up? So, uh, it, I think it is either that or it's, uh, Green Hill Zone that it, like, switches between which one's first. Um, but so, uh, that, that I think, like, you can miss it if you're not paying attention. Uh, I, I kind of feel like with a mechanic like the spin dash, I don't know if maybe they advertised it when the game was being released, like they marketed uh, with commercials, like I mean, he spin dashes or whatever. I'm sure it's on the back of the box. Like <laughs> that. Let me see if I can find that. How much back of the box stuff does this game have? Like, Tails, plays Tails, if you can find the options menu. <laughs> oh my god, absolutely. Alright. Sonic and, quote, Tails, unquote, team up. Super speed. Sonic's back and better than ever. He's a blur in blue, a blaze of action, with his new super spin dash and a new fabulous friend, quote, Tails the Fox. You won't believe it till you see it. And when you play, you won't stop. It, that, that continues, but, uh, yeah, it does tell you about the super spin dash. That's in, that's in caps. Uh, capital S super, capital S spin, capital D dash. Yeah. Um, and I feel like if you're, you know, a 49-year-old man and you're like, what's a Sonic the Hedgehog? And you read the back of the box and you're like, well, he can spin dash. How did I do that? Again, there's really only... You can you can press A. You can press A while moving forward. You can press A in the air or you can press A while holding down. I don't, like, if you did all of that in that order, that would still take approximately 10 seconds and you'd figure out how to spin dash. <laughs> So, uh, the word Tails appears three times on the back of this box, and every single time it's in quotes. That's because it's a nickname. Yeah, but also, like... But, uh, how much would you say, uh, Tails adds to this game, Charlie? Um, like, uh, how do you want me to quantify this? Uh, inches, please. Uh, how many, how many inches was it before? Uh, oh, geez. according to Wikipedia... Actually, you know what? Let's let's do according to game theory. They're a trustworthy resource. All right. Are you gonna? Are you you gonna... know what? Let me just say that Tails adds a lot. 
because it's another character we can play as. It gives you a little, yeah, it, you know, it's always the whole little little brother thing where you have someone who can control, who do, who has very inconsequential actions for the most part. Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing Tails adds is the two-player mode, and and also the. Not just the two-player competitive mode, but also the, like, ability to use the second controller to play as him. Like, just being at, like, it, it adds this, like, hey, I have a brother slash a friend that I don't like that much. Uh, <laughs> so I can, I can entertain them as well as me sort of element. Um, oh, a friend that you don't like very much. What a quality experience in video games. Yeah. I mean, we all have those when we're kids. Um, I tried to avoid it. I think I think Tails adds a lot more in the third game because they just they give him different like uh, abilities than Sonic, you know. Um, but I think in the second game he still he still adds a lot because of the like multiplayer element that yeah. that in my opinion is very valuable. I feel like Tails also. Uh turns the game into a universe. Yeah. Like the way that, that. the way that Luigi does to Mario. Cuz like uh games games before yeah, games up until now I feel had like this issue where you would have good guy, bad guy and things to kill. And uh I mean obviously like Super Mario World had come out and everything already felt a little more like fleshed out in in video games like the SNES was full of RPGs and stuff like that but the yeah. so, like Sonic himself felt like an isolated individual who was just a video game you know he wasn't like a character until I think you add tails and they have dynamics I it agree. was it was really just Sonic Robotnik and then a bunch of robots and a bunch of like animals that are in the robots yeah and there's still like there's already a lot of flavor in that but yeah, I think that when you add Tails, it suddenly makes these uh, gameplay characters into character characters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You've got like the idea that Tails like idolizes Sonic, and like Sonic, like uh, how would you describe Sonic's relationship to Tails in this game? Because to me, it feels like Sonic wants Tails to succeed on his own, and that's why he like runs past him. Yeah, it's it's very much like Sonic is in the lead. Uh... But he doesn't. He doesn't check back to make sure Tails is okay. He knows that Tails can handle himself. Yeah, and he wants him to grow. I see that. I think uh, that's not necessarily the relationship that is overt throughout the franchise. But I think there's a case to be made that uh, that's implied throughout it. Yeah, I, I like it though. Yeah, like I said, I think it, I think it turns Sonic from being like a uh, a placeholder like game character into a like fictional entity <laughs> it's all uphill from here i'm i'm looking at the like page for sonic on wikipedia right now and i'm just awestruck yet again that that jaleel white uh <laughs> is, was his original voice actor yeah it's it's great isn't and it steve urkel was sonic the hedgehog that dude, that dude had two very good uh, roles in in media at the time. Oh my goodness! To be fair, it's it's in uh, the cartoons, but still, <laughs> it means something. Somehow, I never realized there was an official Sonic the Hedgehog website. <laughs> oh really? You never went to Sonic the Hedgehog the website? SonicTheHedgehog.com. Oh my goodness, Sonic Underground.
All right, Sonic we need Sonic Underground. Sonic Underground. They made a vow. <laughs> to save their mom. Oh, that's not quite right. I, I don't know. Oh, find their mom. Whatever. <laughs> to, to their mother The mother is found. a plot point. It's it's the mother would be found, Sonic Underground. There we go. Who cares? It's, it, it's a show that wasn't that great. What's with, like, these TV shows, like, having to insert a song? Uh, well, for one, they're a band, so... Well, no, of... I mean, Underground did it, but, like, Donkey Kong Country did it, Super Mario Bros. 3 did it, and God help us with those. You, are you, you mean you're saying, like, why do shows about video games have music that isn't from the video game in them? Yes. Uh, because video game music wasn't accepted as music, uh, 20 years ago. <laughs> Well, no, if you go to, like, the Super Mario Bros. Super Show, they have songs from the games, and they're remixed in the cartoony style. That's right. And even Ch Sonic... Charlie, even, Charlie. No, sh shut, shut the fuck up. Shut it's the fuck little, up. It's a little different. Even the Super... I mean, it's the Super Mario Bros. Different. 3 also did that, but Super Mario Bros. Super Mario... <laughs> Super Mario World also did it with the music, but they just add these songs, vocal songs that are really ear-bleeding, especially in 3, and probably World. I don't remember if World has any, but... I think you're given a little more leeway when you're Mario. You're also making it sound like it's necessary to put him because, oh, because video game music. Video game music were never the focus. It's just background music to, like, keep you pumped. You don't need to add the freaking Charlie. The, the, the Koopa kids sing the, the chase songs from Scooby-Doo. I'm not telling you that these decisions are justifiable. I'm telling you that the investors aren't like, yeah, put the video game music in there. They're like, hey, we've got this band that can make a kid song, and the focus groups like it, so put this in your show. It's worth noting, the TV show uh, debuted in 1993, but Sonic 2 came out in 1992. Yeah. Alright, let's get back to where we were. So Jaleel White. No, but uh, I think that uh, overall, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 has like more engaging gameplay, better visuals, it's an overall improvement in, like, the feel and style departments. I do think that the level design is a little more grating, though. I was going to say that I think the level design is better than in Sonic 1. You, okay, now let me ask you, do you like pits where it's just spikes at the bottom? Or do you like uh, falling into purple water and then having to redo segments while trying not to, to dive of deprivation? My opinion is that those things that are frustrating in Sonic 2 are not things Sonic 1 is above doing. They are not, but like, even even in Emerald Hill Zone, it seems like these things fly at you really fast. And while the first Sonic doesn't have amazing level design, I still think that like, segments of it let you run whereas i don't i can't think of a segment in sonic 2 where you get to run for more than like a second unless you're in those tubes where they just shoot you where you're going yeah i there's there's a few sections in chemical plant zone but they they tend to be they're very short and like frequent rather than long and and they aren't like they aren't challenges, you're just going down a hill to the next thing. Like, I want yeah. to be running and also be engaged, which I don't think happens anywhere in this game. I I, I do believe that happens in Sonic 3, but that's, that's for next time. Yeah, no, Sonic 3 is a completely separate thing. I think Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was they... They wanted to pack the levels really densely so that you felt like they they felt like you were always doing something, which I think resulted in 
every level to me feeling a bit like Marble Zone from Sonic 2. Or from the first Sonic. Yeah. I, I, I think you, you certainly have a point. Especially in places like... Uh, I'm trying to remember the name. Mystic Cave Zone. Where that stage is so dense. I don't think you ever get to be fast in that stage. No, and I don't think you get to be fast in most of the stages. Because they all have these different gimmicks that they want to teach you. Yeah. Yeah. Metropolis felt felt like it, it's super dense but it feels like you go through it fairly quickly yeah you do so, go through it quickly but that's just because like you know you have the spin dash now like like i said the spin dash yeah. to me doesn't feel like a cool unique idea which even if it, it might be you know but to me it feels more like a solution to the problem this game has which is you constantly have to stop but now you get to stop and then go fast and stop and then go fast yeah uh i will say sonic one i never missed the spin dash yeah, for there sure. There were very few points where I felt like I, I would prefer the spin dash, and even then I was like, oh, I'll just like go back a little bit and then go forward again. Whereas in Sonic 2, uh, using the spin dash just like was very organic to the level design. I was like, oh, well, I got a problem. I'll solve it by using the spin dash. <laughs> but it doesn't feel like level design. They just put slopes in front of you that you can't get up if you don't spin dash. And I'm like, well, cool. This is fun, I guess. And then sometimes those slopes are 90 degrees and you have to, like, weirdly angle yourself yeah. to land on top of them. It's not great. I think if you had to play the game without the spin dash, it would be a much worse experience. It'd be unplayable. Yeah. Charlie, how do you feel <laughs> about Idea Sonic for 2? a challenge mode. No, get that out of here. Charlie, how do you feel about Sonic 2? <laughs> uh, I like it. It's, you know, going back to it, I kind of realized that maybe the, uh mechanics weren't i mean it wasn't as i guess it was as great as i was remembering it but it was still pretty solid um uh, yeah it's I, it's probably my favorite classic sonic game but maybe it'll change mm. later on but so far i'm thinking thumbs up oh yeah i'm a thumbs up on it for sure i i do want to say real quick uh before we get to the thumbs up thumbs down section we're already there we're already there bitch well <laughs> All right, uh, friggin' then put this before that, I guess. No, just say your thumbs and then finish your thoughts. <laughs> All right, thumbs up. I think the music for this game is, like, really a, a, a marketable... Mark it, it's a very uh, good improvement over the music in the in the previous games. Yeah, dude, when you get to Chemical Plant Zone, it's like... Dun, 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 dun. You're like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm down. Let's go. I'm in. Let me it. not jump for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna like leave the game unpaused uh, and not jump and just appreciate the jams. So Charlie, do you not like the Chemical Plant Zone music at all, or is it just not your favorite track? It's not really my favorite. I mean, I, it's fine, but also I've heard it so much that I just mm -hmm. I'm desensitized. I guess. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Chemical yeah. Plant Zone track. Thumbs down. Ouch. I mean, you guys are going to say thumbs up anyway, so what's the point? Well, I'm going to say thumbs up, <laughs> but Isaiah is a rogue element. Yeah, you know, I never uh, like music. This is a thumbs up. <laughs> um, I think it's it's not my favorite in the game, but I think when I think of favorites, I tend to either not have one, as Steven knows, or I tend to try and go for the one that I don't think gets as much recognition as I think maybe it deserves, which for me is the uh, Mystic Cave Zone. See, that answers a lot of questions. Also, that's not what a favorite is. <laughs> yeah. Mystic Cave Zone is my favorite uh, song from Sonic 2. 
Okay, now factor in go. Hilltop and Chemical Plants, because <laughs> those two songs are fantastic. Okay, here's here's the... That's actually... My my top three is actually Mystic Cave Zone, uh, Chemical Plant Zone, Hilltop Zone. Because here's the deal. You said you like the bass. If you like the bass, then Chemical Plant Zone is the song. <laughs> yeah. Because it goes from, like, bass to treble to bass to treble in a way that video game music, like, doesn't. It's good. You could do like you could do like a jazz cover of Chemical Plant Zone and it would be perfect. You could do a jazz cover of Chemical Plant Zone and you like wouldn't need to change that much. Yeah, because it's already it already sounds like freeform jazz. Yeah. Uh, so Charlie, what are your top three songs in in Sonic Two? Let's see. It's like really hard to choose them all. I'm gonna say Metropolis Zone. Um, God, this it's not Metropolis Zone. <laughs> Metropolis Zone, Wing Fortress Zone, Hilltop Zone. Let's Shelly, go with those You said ones. Metropolis Zone three times. Yeah, because it's that great. Yeah, let, let me just say yeah. my top three are Metropolis Zone, Metropolis Zone, and Metropolis Zone. <laughs> That's what I thought you were going for. But no, Metropolis... <laughs> it, the, the, it, the top three are Metropolis Zone, Wing Fortress Zone... Well, not even Wing Fortress, but Hilltop. Just, yeah, all three Metropolis. All of them Metropolis. <laughs> all all right. chips on Metropolis. <laughs> yeah. You can't let me choose on that kind of game. But the two-player songs are also pretty good. Yeah, I do think that overall the music is just uh, a notch above the first game. Yeah. Anyway, overall, thumbs up. Alright, final thumbs up segment. Everybody's a thumbs up on this one. Yeah, we got the thumbs up. Yeah. It's a, it's a market improvement over Sonic 1, but not without contention on the level design. Now, would you beat the game thumbs up, thumbs down? Uh, see, I was thinking about going back and playing it a second time, because I only did one run this time since I was able to get through Emerald Zone without much issue. I think I'm just getting better at Sonic as we do this. <laughs> That's real. <laughs> um, but I, I got to, uh, Oil, Oil Zone, Boil, Boil Zone. Yeah, Boil Ocean Zone. Yeah, Boil, I got to ocean Oil zone, Ocean yeah. Zone. <laughs> And I don't, yes. I don't think I'm turning back from here. I don't think that I'm going to play it all the way through again. It, it felt crippling when I lost. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love playing to this game all the time. I think, I think that maybe in in time I'll play through it again. I have a feeling that I'm gonna go back and play all of these games again and beat them. And maybe we'll do like like a 15 minute recap cast where we talk about stuff we missed the first time through. Maybe. Yeah, I could see that. Like when we're at the end of. Uh, the Genesis era, do a quick re recap on all the games. That would be cool. Mm -hmm. So the the I I guess maybe a, a more advanced question because I feel like we we've asked this pa the past few weeks. Uh, if the like live system wasn't the uh, like old style and it was the more modern style of like just try again if you want, uh, would you uh, beat the game? Oh yeah, easily, easily. If I could just yeah. if I could just basically have save states, yeah. <laughs> And, and like, we we are playing these largely on emulators. Uh, I think that I do have access to the Mega Collection, but I just really don't want to plug in my PS2 and find the game. Yeah. I almost played this on my plug-and-play console because I had Sonic 2, but I didn't even know where I put it, so I just played it on Mega Collection. Now, that would be a different experience altogether. But, yeah, I am playing on an emulator just because I use my computer for everything, and it's already hooked up to my TV. Uh, and I yeah. do think that, like, if I use save states, I could get through the game more, but I wanted a pure experience. Uh, I, uh, I'm also using an emulator, uh, and, and, uh, I no longer have Mega Collection, uh, because of a, a mishap, 
where uh, I lent someone my copy of Mega Collection, and then he returned a different game to me. He was like, here's your game back, and it was not Mega Collection, so I don't have that game anymore. Was it, uh, was it Dead or Alive I mean, Extreme Beach Volleyball? Is it, like, too <laughs> late for you to just go back and get it? Yeah. No, he I'm doesn't gonna, know where that is. I'm gonna is. say, yeah, he, it's too late. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a year and a half ago uh, at college when we had different uh, rooms. Mm. Yeah. It's also, like, when you lend someone something and they give you something else back, uh... You have lost that first thing. Yeah, it's it's too late. You lost that way before they gave you back a different game. Yeah, place. for sure. That game was gone. That game is currently more lost than, like, Deep Space Shrapnel. That game is more lost than the One Piece from One Piece. The... The only piece in One Piece. Do you think they find it? Do you think they... Do you think... 500 episodes ago, they found the One Piece, and now the show is just named that for no reason, like Dragon Ball Z was. The show... <laughs> They're like, we found the One Piece. Cool, we got treasure. What are we gonna do now? Continue being pirates? And then the show just continued for a lot of episodes. I actually like to imagine that that show stopped being about a grand adventure, and then just became them, like chilling in a, a pirate ship doing random pirate things with no real conflict. I think that you meant to say, I think that you meant to say a grand battle, and second of all... <laughs> no, you're right. It'll... <laughs> Pirates don't chill, they like drink a lot, and then they kill each other. There's no chilling Yeah, there. well, you know, the, the pirate version of chilling, which is drinking a lot and... There are, there's only one version of chilling... You can't iterate on it. <laughs> you can't iterate on chilling. All right, is it is it time to to wrap up and plug our stuff? I have a feeling that it was time a little while ago, but we found a way to get this one right. today. So, so, uh, my name is Isaiah. You can find me at twitter.com/isaiahgames. That's I S I A H games. Uh, I tweet about video games and dumb jokes and games that I make, which are also video games. <laughs> which are video games? They might be tabletop games at some point. I don't I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but they're games either way. Yeah, go check out Blastocyte Labs. Yeah, check out Blast at, at Blast Labs, twitter.com slash Blast Labs, which is my company Twitter, where it mostly just... It might be tweeting about things now, but... I recently made a, a a few social media accounts for the podcast itself for the No Spin Dash Zone. So oh, we'll have a Twitter, a YouTube, where I'll be posting video versions of these, and I'll probably have gameplay behind them. That'll probably be a little bit behind uh, episode upload schedule, though, until I, until I catch up, you know? Do they call it a YouTube? I guess you call it a channel, huh? Yeah, yeah. a YouTube channel. We'll have a channel on YouTube. Maybe a, a Vidme yeah. as well, if I'm feeling up to it. We'll have a Zeusk. So you can check us out on those platforms. Uh, I'll be sending out news if there is any. So I have one question for our viewers. Go for it. Uh, which is, what was your favorite uh, song from the game? What zone or otherwise song that plays in a non-zone uh, is your favorite to listen to? Uh, if, we, if we have a... Uh, our podcast Twitter or something like that tweet it there 
Otherwise, uh, you can just tweet directly to me and, and tell me how you felt. Yeah, you can also leave comments on SoundCloud. You can leave comments on YouTube. Uh, oh, snap, that's right. Yeah. Everything has a comment section. You can... I Well, I think you'd have to leave a review on iTunes. I don't... I don't... <laughs> there's like a... Yeah. Leave us a review on iTunes and tell us in that review what your favorite song was from Sonic 2. There was a podcast that I listened to where someone left... Uh, a correction for the podcast in the reviews. It was a five-star review, and they were like, Hey, uh, you said Mario's name wrong. <laughs> it wasn't that, but it, yeah. It I was love it. Like that. But uh, yeah, thanks, oh, for, thanks for tuning in. And spin out. Bye. We'd like to thank the LAG Network for making our episodes available on platforms like iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and lots more. If you're listening on YouTube and you'd like to keep up with our episodes on one of these audio platforms, just search for the LAG Radio Network and follow their feed.